Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I am the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Whoa! Uh, here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. <laughs> this week. I have a super special guest. Um, she's returning to the podcast. Actually, she's already a Bedpost veteran. Uh, her name is Karen Scobie. Actor Karen Scobie, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. oh, she's bowing. <laughs> thank you for bowing me. Bowing so deeply. <laughs> Reverently. In my chair. <laughs> Nothing you, like a chair bow. Are you still cross-legged? I was going to say you're the first person that uh, sat cross-legged in the chair. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's comfortable. <laughs> I feel like such a child when I sit cross-legged. On a chair? Yeah. <laughs> Like, these are just, like, normal office swivel chairs. I would be terrible in an office setting. <laughs> yeah, you immediately took your shoes off. Yeah, shoes are off. Socks are off. <laughs> I'm just getting cozy. Get, make yourself comfortable, Karen. Um, you, what did we talk about on your last podcast? Um, oh, we had some... We talked about, like, uh, losing my virginity. Losing the virgins. Uh, the break, broken tailbone. Oh, God, yeah. Breaking um, your tailbone during sex. We talked about the IUD for a while. So, we, Oh, you yeah. know what? We talked about cunnilingus at the beginning. Did we? Which was really funny. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I just remember being like, uh, to all you men out there, make sure you go down on a woman if go. you really wanted to like you. <laughs> go down on the ladies, yeah. If you want her coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Think about going down on her for a little while, yeah. Um, but today, we have actually a topic mm-hmm. to speak on. Yeah. You're re- doing some research for a role, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very much like in the sex and sexuality. It very much is. World. Yeah. Why don't you, you tell us about the role you're doing? So, uh, the show's called Turtleneck. Turtleneck. And uh, it's going to be in the Kingston Fringe, the Kingston Storefront Fringe at the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, and the role I'm playing is a... An ex-porn star and recovering sex addict. Yes. And so I was like, I don't have any experience being a porn star. <laughs> sex addict, maybe. <laughs> I, I just, like, don't mention that. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'm curious to, like, learn more about about the industry. And uh, I, like, listen to your podcast. So I feel like I'm always learning from you <laughs> and the people that you interview. <laughs> Um, I'm always learning from the people I interview, right? too. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. I'm like, a dominatrix? I, like, who knew? Who knew cam what those girl? guys yeah, got yeah. I had a phone call with a cam girl, which was really cool. I, like, hardly knew anything about that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really cool to learn about. What did you learn from um, her? Well, she was so comfortable with... <laughs> Everything. I was like, are you not worried about, like, privacy? Not at all. I was like, have you told your parents? I don't think she had told her parents at the time when I was on the phone. I don't know if she has or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was just so comfortable. And yeah. uh, it was interesting how much money you can make. But I was like, not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not something that I would want to Yeah, camming, um, 
I it's a different type of sex work because it's it's the type of sex work where you don't actually have to touch anybody else. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, but you're obviously viewed uh by many yeah. many many. Yeah. I realized. I had no um, idea. I had no idea how many that surprised me. Yeah. About camming. Yeah. Even people that aren't like that are really new. They have an audience of like. 70, 80 people yeah. just right away. Yeah. And like girls that have been doing it a long time have like thousands of it's people crazy. Yeah. on there at just one time. Following. Yeah. Yeah. Watching them masturbate or just hang out and yeah. talk and like play video games and just yeah, like, all kinds so of shit. All kinds of shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Um, did you end up talking to anyone else? Uh, no. Um, not. Not in the industry, no, mm-hmm. but I just did a lot of research and watched some documentaries. Yeah, what, 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 uh, what docs did you watch? I watched After Porn Ends. Yes. Um, which is, like, uh, kind of, they're, they're older and they have, like, grown kids and stuff like that, but they were, like, in porn in its prime, I guess. Um, like mid-70s, yeah. 80s, yeah. 80s? I think porn's been around for um, four decades. Yeah. As far as yeah, I know. porn as we know it, video porn. Video porn, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I watched Hot Girls Wanted, the documentary and the series. Yes, yeah, that they was both. that was really crazy. Yeah, um, I've only seen the doc, not the, doc. the not the series. Yeah, the series, what what's like the series each, about? Each episode talks about a different part of the industry. Awesome, oh, um, I'm so into which it. Which is really really cool. Um, they do have like a camming episode. I think the first episode talks about uh, it's like women making porn for women cool but that's like a really hard business to sell like yes it's hard to make money in porn these days just because everything's on the internet and it's free yeah people think yeah i was listening to a podcast um about porn um one podcast that i really like right now it's called the dildorks (laughs) um and they just kind of talk on different two two people Two lovely uh, sex-positive people. They're sex educators. I think they both review toys. They both, at some point, have worked in sex retail, um, and they're both sex writers. Um, yeah, and and they're they're saying that there's one on porn, and they're just saying how everybody just thinks porn is free. Mm-hmm. Porn is free. People assume yeah. the assumption is that all that all porn is free, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if you're consuming free porn then you're not supporting the actors and mm. the, you know, if, and, and like you're saying, like feminist porn, women for women porn, yeah. you're not supporting that whole, um, that whole company, mm-hmm. like really ethically based company, yeah. you know, the producers of that really ethically based company. Like, like if you really want to support the actors that you're watching and give them money for what they're doing for you daily or however often you right. consume it, like you should be paying for porn. Mm-hmm. And people don't even think of that anymore. No. That's not even, people don't even think to pay no. for porn anymore, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how are these people making any money? Yeah. Yes. Cause that was the, that was the big sell in the big, be- in the beginning for anyone that wanted to do porn was just like how to make so much money in such a short period of time. And why there was so much money was because people had to pay for porn. Exactly. So I don't know... That's why it was, like, at the height of it. Yeah. Uh, like, money, uh, money-making money industry, the height of yeah. it. In the 70s, you know, yeah. beginning of the 80s. Yeah. Because you had to pay for it. And now the only thing that... Um, 
the only way for for women to make a lot of money in porn is to do really disgusting things. Yeah, really extreme, and, yeah. really extreme porn. Yeah, they ha- their specialty it has to be like vomiting from yeah. forced blowjobs and things like that, and it's just kind of it's it's crazy that that is what people want to see. Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing that, that's one of the one things that people are going to pay money to yeah. see. Cause that stuff like that isn't usually available for free. No. Like all the really extreme stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cause doesn't hot girls wanted the doc touches mm-hmm. on that. It does. Yeah. Right? It's a really disturbing part of the doc. Yeah. As far as well, I remember. The, whole, the whole doc is disturbing it's pretty bad because it's like these 18, 19 year old girls just trying to make, like make it in the porn world. Yeah. And yeah. Just like, yeah. Make a quick buck, become mm. famous really quickly. Um, and, and the things that they have to do. Is Ugh, so yeah. Yeah. It's speci- that doc specifically focuses on like newbies, yeah. these young, young mm-hmm. naive gals who are basically trying to escape their hometowns yeah. and get out of their hometowns and escape their families yeah. and make a quick buck. Yeah. So like, that's what it's specifically focusing on. Mm-hmm. And that part of the industry is just like, Oh, it's tough. Yeah. Just getting taken advantage of For left sure. and right. It's mm-hmm. insane. So I'm going to probably take from that and, in the role that I'm going to be playing not entirely um but like bits of that bits of a lot of other things yeah um after porn ends would be the perfect one it is, I would think yeah. for for your yeah, character like why people want to get out of it and they like talk about like the pink cross foundation things like that which is basically a foundation for people uh with like sex addiction or that were in porn and need people to help them get out of it mm-hmm. and like start over start their lives over mm-hmm. after they're done in, with the industry yeah. yeah i find that a lot of people leave the industry because they want to have families or because like their spouses uh eventually convince them to stop doing it mm-hmm. yeah or they're just <laughs> uh, that that after porn one i i haven't watched that one in a long time but i remember it just being Oh, yeah, just so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love sex work and I love sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, and it's tough. Like documentaries on porn are tough because they're not always going to be completely objective. Yeah. Right. They're going to show the side that they want to portray that, you know, that that they're victims, mm-hmm. you know, and or just like sex addicts. Yeah. and you know, sinners yeah. that are getting what they, you know, mm-hmm. getting what they deserve, essentially. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Did you watch anything else? Uh, I've watched some porn. Just some straight-up porn. Just do you watch porn? porn? Do you watch no, porn? No, I don't. You usually. don't? I do. Big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big I'm time. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may be surprised, guys, to know this about me. I watch a lot of porn. Um... So you don't. So no. so what was your experience then consuming some porn? Well, like I had before. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It's, it's not like, oh, I've never, I need to <laughs> try this for the first time. No. Um, the, the, some of the ones that I watched were really, like, relatable. Not in yeah. the acting. <laughs> this is the scenarios that happened, because obviously they're fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, the way in which the people, the couples had sex yeah. and like the changing of positions and j- the progression of, you know, like oral into actual sex and things. I was like, this just reminds me of how I have sex. Of sex. People. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't like uh, out of this world sort of crazy things. Like there weren't any 
Unless I just was watching porn that didn't have any, like, wild and crazy positions. I was like, I didn't learn anything new. Because <laughs> you go to porn to learn. Skills. <laughs> that, well, I was watching porn <laughs> from a student perspective. Ah, yes, an academic yeah. perspective. Yes, yes, yeah. Teach me things. Teach me, please. <laughs> so you watched a pretty, pretty vanilla-sounding yeah. porn. Yeah. yeah. I, I had no interest in watching any, like, really disgusting porn, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. That it, does not excite me Yeah, you know what's tough, like, nowadays um, is it's hard to find porn that doesn't go to that really extreme place. Yeah. Like, if it starts off, there are tons of times where I'm, like, watching a porn and it's starting off in a really cool place and I'm into it and then, like, on a dime, it switches into, like... There's so much. There's so many forced blowjobs slash gagging. Like that's in every fucking porn. Oh. I'm not even blow. Wa- I'm not even um, googling blowjob porn. I'm not even trying to find blowjob porn. Yeah. It's like just other porn. Like I'm googling anal. I'm wanting to find like anal play. Yeah. And there's always even there. There's like always a some sort of gagging oh. blowjob. Like that is such a huge trend. So it's pervasive and like. <laughs> like most videos, wow. at least most of the ones that like I'm I'm watching. Like I don't know. Apparently, it's the most searched thing on that, the internet. That's insane. Yeah, that um, that and like teen porn. So like you young young eighteen nineteen. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. You hope that they're no younger than that. You would hope they that. have to like sign a waiver or whatever it is. But it's like yeah. they could lie. Yeah, they yeah, could probably lie. Because it's not monitored. No. It's not policed at all. No. And it's not like before each porn, you're like, hi, I'm Aaron Pym. I'm above the age of 18. Yeah. <laughs> like, However, on Pornhub, they're now putting out, they are putting out disclaimers now on Pornhub um, oh yeah. that says, um, it just says that the they're adults, they're consenting adults, right. consenting to all the acts that you're going gotcha. to be viewing. Um, and people like people a lot of women really like to see that yeah like that Pornhub is doing that yeah just to, to have that reminder right because um I'm sure that was an addition made by a woman yeah probably <laughs> probably because yeah. porn is like a, a patriarchal mm-hmm. uh industry for yes. sure um but uh, although there are lots of there are lots of female owned kind of porn companies mm-hmm. as well, um, but yeah, that's that's a new thing that's kind of happened recently. Pornhub is kind of on they're on fleek, like they're they're on the trend of um, trying to monitor it a bit better. Yeah. yeah, so support Pornhub, pay for porn on Pornhub. If you can, yeah. because yeah, they're a good, uh, they're a good little company there. Hmm. Yeah, because you asked me, uh, you asked me if I had any poor DVDs. Yes. To watch about the role. Right. Right. Because yes, I, I used to have, yeah. Um, oh, I can't think of the company right now, but I used to have some feminist porn that I was giving away. Like I gave away at a lot of bedposts. Yeah. Uh, and like for people, I guess it, people that don't really understand what feminist porn is, it's mm-hmm. that it's like real bodies like you'll you'll rarely see like the porn body where it's like the enormous boobs the Mm -hmm. big round butt like you're seeing real bodies which is really nice Mm -hmm. um it's not as performative i guess like it's still performative because it's being videotaped and Mm -hmm. you want to see what's happening but like it's 
more resembles like people getting and giving and receiving real pleasure. Mm. Um, it usually contains, I think maybe always contains like real orgasms um, as well. Mm. Um, you know, and it's not to say that it's not, it doesn't have that performative aspect again, but like, it's like real bodies, real orgasms um, and like a variety of body types, variety of like, ethnicities, um, ages mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah. And it's usually run by women. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding that, um, at least I think it was, this was in one of the episodes that I watched that the women making the porn for women, it's very art, like, um, the focus is the art of the act mm -hmm. um, and making it all look beautiful. Yeah, and more, there's aesthetics yeah, involved. And yeah, and there's like a real story. And um, yeah, lots of times there's real stories in yeah. the feminist porn. And you're like, hmm. Like an actual narrative yeah, happening. I could, get, I could get on board with this. It's yeah. just like it's nice to watch. And you don't probably feel like you're watching porn. You feel like you're probably watching art. A sexy video. Yeah. Like a sexy movie. Yeah. A short and film. A sexy short sex. film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there are lots of, yeah, that's funny, yeah, because a lot of movies just skip right over the sex, and yeah. it's like, why don't, why don't normal movies, like for adults, obviously, normal movies actually go into, like, the full, the full sex as well. Yeah. Like, as much as we're going into the real characters, mm -hmm. and we're invested in their stories and their emotions, yeah. it's like, let's show us all the sex, too. Yeah. Which is kind of the reason I got into writing erotica, because that was another thing in books. They also just like skip over the sex generally. Oh. It's like no, go go through everything. Yeah. Like, especially if it's like some sort of romantic story, right? Like where they're, you know, yeah. Let's 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 do the sex as <laughs> as as completely as yeah. you're doing the rest of the story. I don't know. <laughs> just, what you mean. just do the sex. Just do the sex. Yeah, that's the quote. That's the takeaway from this episode. <laughs> like, like, um, did you see, um, did you see blue is the warmest color? No. Um, there's a bit of controversy around that because apparently the director was a total douchebag. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a movie in that the the two main characters have full full out sex, real sex throughout the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, it's a full length movie. Um, that's not entirely about sex, so it's not like a porn. Gotcha. But um, there's real sex that happens throughout the entire thing. Between um, the same two people? Between the two people, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is, like, another partner at the beginning, I think, that the one woman leaves a male partner and then has met a female partner. Oh. And it kind of shows the romance of the two oh, ladies. Uh, but they show all all the sex throughout the whole thing. Wow. Um, which is amazing. And I fucking love that movie. But it makes me feel a little squeaky. Like, there's just... There's rumors and stuff about that the director didn't didn't have the best motives or gotcha. didn't make them feel, you know, the most comfortable mm. or whatever else. So that just puts a whole, whole other terrible slant yeah. on it. But, like, man, I would love to see more movies like that yeah. where it's, like, a full narrative, fleshed-out movie and yeah. just the sex part is equally as fleshed-out. Yeah. As well. Yeah. That'd be wicked. So what else did you do? So you did, so you watched some docs, you mm -hmm. talked to a couple of people. Yeah. What else did you do? I went to the camming website. Yeah. My Free Cams. My Free Cams, like, yeah. wow, they literally just like sit around and then people pay them to like take bits of clothing off. 
And then they'll go into, like, private things. Yeah. And just, like, finish for one person. Yeah. I guess sometimes. I don't really know the logistics, but... Uh, but you can go in as a free... Yeah. You can, like, you, did I you just, go in and... I was and, just, like, going yeah. through room to room to room, and I was like, wow, there are so many people that do this. Yeah. And, like, good for them. Um, it was just, it was very interesting to, like, go through. Um, but, yeah, just more... Uh, oh, I guess uh, the one cam, cam girl, she was, like... I guess I was a lurker in that sense. Isn't right. that what she says? The people who, like, go in and just, <laughs> as a guest, and just observe. They can't, like, make comments, and they can't pay for anything. Yeah. But they just kind of go in and, and watch. I wonder how many women actually actually do visit or just, like, go through, like, what I was doing. Yeah. Just more out of curiosity yeah. than anything. But, or yeah. for sexy reasons. Or for sexy reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that happens a lot. And, yeah. But even though they think that most of their clientele is, is men. That's the assumption. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's not. But maybe not because you don't know because the free people, can they see all the free people watching? They, it yeah. like has a number and says how many people are watching. Yeah. Did you have to create like a profile to do that? So they, I would they just know? I go in as like guest number, blah, 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 blah. So they would know you're a female. No. Okay. And gotcha. I'm sure even females could have like usernames that are like not gender specific sure yeah in which case you wouldn't know yeah, they wouldn't know no. so it's hard to say who oh. knows maybe it's just a bunch of women watching a bunch maybe of it's women all women that's amazing and, and what's better than that like, <laughs> that's the best <laughs> guys go to my free cams and pay and support this company of women watching other women masturbate yeah. oh my god so your so when does your when does turtleneck uh, debut, yeah. Uh, so the 23rd of June until July 1st is uh, the run of the festival. Mm -hmm. And we have seven performances. Seven performances. Oh, am I wrong? My. I should know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's seven. <laughs> um, and uh, we're doing a fundraiser uh, next Friday, June 2nd, in Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, basically just to raise money um, for accommodations because we're obviously all having to stay in Kingston for the, the two-week run of the, the festival. Yep. Um, so for the accommodations and um, just because we all, uh, oddly enough, all five of us cast members are also singers. So I think we're all going to probably sing some Sing some stuff. Great. Um, I'm doing a number with my friend Hillary. Mm -hmm. um, and I might be operating a kissing booth. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was talking about maybe doing it. I was like, why not? I could make some money, hopefully. Yeah. I was like, hopefully people will pay to kiss me. Pay for kisses? Uh, but I was like, oh, I've kissed like everybody I work with, so I don't know if they'll Yeah, you pay. get kissy. Yeah, you get kissy <laughs> when do. you're drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, tell me more about, about the play. Okay, so um, it kind of centers around the sex industry and uh each character has a connection with um with sex either like sex addiction um or trying to help people out of sex addiction addiction to porn um one of them is a is a manager uh for my character so he used to basically be in control of her life in mm -hmm. when she was in porn and um and it's sort of everybody kind of coming together um, and facing their addiction head on, but not necessarily 
recovering from it. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like battling it. Mm -hmm. You see like the real struggles that people have uh, with the addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's the writer of the show? His name's Brandon Crone. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the show actually premiered in Toronto in 2013. Ah. Yeah. It had some really great reviews. Uh, so we got a whole new cast this time. Cool. Uh, four do you kn- years later. Do you know what his is- inspiration for writing the show was, or like um, where what where his experience is? Or... I wish I did, because um, I I feel like he might have mentioned it, but I think I really just think he took an interest yeah. in the industry. Um, I don't think he was he was in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to make assumptions. <laughs> For sure. Uh, what did you, what did, was the audition like? Uh, oh yeah, this is funny because I saw you the day of my audition. Yeah. Because I came to visit you to get some, uh, some toys. Yeah. After the, which was, a, that was also a funny coincidence. Uh, the audition, I just had to do uh, one short scene and it's basically my uh, confrontation with my manager and him trying to get me to come back and me trying to stay away mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. get out of get out of the situation mm-hmm. um and so I just did the one scene um and when I submitted for the role I remember being like I don't have your stereotypical porn body but I think I could do a good job with the role <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I said something about based on my experience and I, I don't know I was like, what did I mean? What by did that? I say? <laughs> Why did what did I say? Uh, they've quickly learned what I'm like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very right off the bat. <laughs> because I have no filter when it comes to sex. Uh, um, which I think is fine. Yeah. But especially because um, I'm gonna be having a lot of contact with three of the men in the show. Ah. Um, I was like well, I just want to break the ice right off the bat. <laughs> I'm a very sexual person, yeah. so beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better beware. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after the audition, uh-huh. um, I, I, I knew I wanted to get my friend a vibrator. Um <laughs> And, uh, unrelated note. <laughs> this is, totally unrelated. Is unrelated. But... And I was like, oh, I wonder if Aaron's working at Seduction. Yeah. And then sure enough, you were. And I <laughs> ended up buying two vibrators. <laughs> it was a good day. Uh, and then, yeah, a couple days later, I found out that I had booked the role. That you booked it. And I was like, good thing I bought those vibrators. <laughs> Except they weren't. Neither of them were for me. Yeah. I already had mine. Uh, now we all have matching vibrators. Yeah, they're all the same vibrator, <laughs> let's be clear. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't you? Uh, do you have a funny story about that vibrator oh, that, yes, you're, yeah, that you want to tell? Like, I, oh yeah, I not told, on the podcast. You told me, I but I told you because it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, this was when was this? Back in like February? I don't know. I was still very new to the vibrator. Yeah, I, I only got my first vibrator in like January. Yeah. Um, and it's been very good to me, uh, <laughs> especially this particular night in February, <laughs> where uh, I had indulged in a lot of drinking <laughs> of alcohol, um, and uh, I um, I got home at like three a.m. or something, and I was drunk and very horny. <laughs> Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just masturbate for a little bit. And I, uh, 
I put it in, and it has. <laughs> I it has. Yeah, it, did. Uh, it has two settings, like two. Uh, Two, two ends. Two and, motors, uh, two yeah. Two motors. Oh, yeah. my God. I was like, describe a vibrator. Okay. Um, so I had the part inside, and then the other part was obviously just chilling on my clit. Yeah. And uh, I turned it on. I think I might have gone for, like, five minutes. I just passed out. Just fell asleep. <laughs> and when I woke up at, like, 8 a.m., I was like, oh, uh, there's something still in there. <laughs> But it wasn't going. The vibrator wasn't going. And it wasn't... I, like, tried to turn it on just to see, but... It was dead. I killed the battery. (laughs) Using it for, like, five hours in my sleep. (laughs) I probably had some amazing dreams. (laughs) Did you remember any dreams? No. Oh, my fucking God. I just remember waking up and being like... Wow. And, you know, I'm surprised that my <laughs> vagina didn't hurt that day. Like, yeah. From, uh, yeah. What if I was just, like, that was at, Kegels? Yeah, that was oh. at least two hours. Like, that's, a, yeah, that yeah. was at least two hours yeah. of how it being will on. Go? Yeah, yeah. How long will that go? I've got, to, I've got to double check that particular vibrator, but it's, yeah. like, over an hour for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, my, uh, my vagina got a workout that night. <laughs> that was a deep sleep. Oh my god, Karen. Uh, we should take a break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can recover from that story. Um, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about uh, the amazing folks at Come As You Are, and then we'll be right back with Karen Scobie. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Pym, and here's Karen Scobie. Hello. Karen Scobie of the Toronto Scobies. Fourth generation. Fourth generation. I don't know. Scobie. <laughs> I love your last I'm name. I'm actually from the Mackay clan. Mackay. Mackay. It's spelled like Mackay, but it's I- Scottish. Irish? Scottish. <clears throat> Scottish clan. Oh, you are? You're across like <laughs> I feel like I'm about to meditate. I'm in like. Uh, I love like, it. I was like, pose. Karen, tuck in your chair, get closer to the mic. I'm like, oh no, you're cross legged. That's why you're sitting like that. <laughs> it's okay. I'll move the mic closer to you. No problem. Hello. <laughs> oh, Karen. So you. Let's talk about relationships. Oh, Relation. Very familiar with that word. Yeah, we kind of chatted a little last night. Yeah. And then Matt got out of the shower and and, and uh, 
bombed our conversations. <laughs> but we're starting. To, I'm just kidding. Um, we were starting to talk about relationships a little bit because yeah. I'm a serial monogamist usually. Yeah. yeah, that's my dating history. Me too. And that's your dating history yeah. too. Just kind of always in a relationship. Always, yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> always. Not right now, though. Nope. I just recently got out of my monogamous relationship. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of... It's it's crazy that, yeah, anytime I've had a, a boyfriend, that yeah. I've called them my boyfriend, um, it's always been monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then in between them, I've just kind of done the Tinder thing. The Tinder thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And... I'm like, this is just going to be a little thing. I'm not going to date anybody uh, or like I'll maybe go on a couple dates. I just, I don't really like dating. Yeah. Like, ca- like dates. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I'm afraid to like change my Tinder profile to be like hookups only because then I'll just <laughs> then, uh, yeah. attract a, the wrong kind of people. It'll just be a barrage. Yeah. Although <laughs> I'm so bad with this, like. There are some people that I've gone on dates with, with the sole purpose for me was just to, to hook up. Ha- have sex. Sure. Um, and then they feel, they feel obligated to like have a huge long conversation with me beforehand and try to get to know me. And I'm like, stop wasting <laughs> my <our> time. time. <laughs> ah. like, uh, uh, there are some that I was like, God, you're such a nerd. I, the sex well, whatever. Be fucking good. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm just like, please stop. Yeah, I think I just agreed to have sex with somebody that I forget what they look like. Quite frankly, <laughs> Matt was like, Matt's kind of engineering it. He's like, let's do a couple swap with this couple. I yeah. know the girl. The girl's a good friend of mine. Yeah. But I agreed to it. This shows where my slut game is at. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. I do not remember what the boy <laughs> was like at all. <laughs> I was like, met him once. Even when my friend said his name, I was like, who? Oh, that's her boyfriend. Like, I don't didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even really know the name. But I was like, yeah, that sounds like a sexy plan. So, I mean, I feel ya. Yeah. I feel ya. Like, I feel bad, because these guys are all so lovely. Yeah, there are lots of and, lovely guys. And you know that they, like, want to have a relationship. Um, or maybe they don't, but they feel like they have to... Create like, that connection. Yeah, cre- yeah, they have to have this connection. Like, I understand for, like, chemistry, sexual chemistry and things like that. That it helps. Sometimes you don't need to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, that's fair, though, because probably a lot of women, I feel like, need some sort of context before yeah. they're going to sleep with the person. Yeah. Like, they have to get some sort of an idea of yeah. this person. That is fair. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, I don't know if I necessarily need that <laughs> either. Um, it Like, specifically in the hookup situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're going to date the person, then you want, you need a connection with them. Yeah. But, yeah, if it's just the sex, it's like I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, how long, how much longer do I have to sit and talk? Right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And especially if it's people <laughs> who aren't in the industry, like aren't actors or yeah. performers, yeah. they're so like entranced by the idea that you're an actor and really oh that's funny that's funny um just because it's something so different and they want to like ask you questions about it and you're like i don't want to talk about about acting the last thing i want to talk about is acting um (laughs) i want to talk about fucking (laughs) 
But sometimes I feel like when I'm going on these dates that I'm putting on a performance. Oh, yeah. It's very manicured. A first date? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you are trying to show that you're like that you're cute and fun. Yeah. And I got good energy. Yeah. And like you're doing lots of interesting things. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like the online profile, the online dating profile. Profile, like I have pictures of me. Uh, like I, it says that I'm an actor singer, and then of course I have pictures of me like at Raptors games or Jays games. Yeah, and yes. like, and then you've got the signature like travel photo. Yes, and it's like, oh, girl likes to travel. Girl likes sports. Yeah, and girl's a performer. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is so like cultivated. This yeah. like this persona. Yeah, it's so. I don't have any gym photos. <laughs> but I only Which, recently started going to the gym. I mean, I play basketball. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. We, a, we were on. I was on fire. Last you were night. on fire. I actually sang the song. That girl is on fire. <laughs> I've not had a game like that. That girl ever. is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, it was so funny. My favorite part of um, if people don't realize, we play basketball together. <laughs> Uh, we played basketball together last night. My favorite part of the night, Matt was on the bench, um, and he was just yelling, somebody guard Karen. He's like, whoever is on Karen, guard her. <laughs> like, just yelling that from the bench. <laughs> Who is on Karen? Guard her at the three line. <laughs> Who? Somebody just, guard her. I just always find a way to, to get, get the a ball team. to me. Oh, he loves just like the handoff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He loves the handoff <laughs> to you right at the three yep. line. Yeah. Yep. He knows. <laughs> yeah. That's my sweet spot. It is. That's so funny. Yeah. You have such a good range. Uh, such a long range. If I'm not right under the basket, it's not going in. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a- the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably going to be an air ball if I try to shoot it under the net. Yeah, yeah. But at the three line, it's like you're a sharpshooter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways. Um, yeah, yeah. So Tinder, it's funny because is Tinder, Tinder is supposed to be more like a hookup app, right? I, I think that that Or was, that's thrown out the window now. I thought that was the impression, like, in the beginning, but sometimes I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I, like, a lot of people get it to meet people. Use it for dating. Yeah. Like, to meet a yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if it's necessary. Like, I, I'd say it's similar to Bumble, and I've never used Bumble, though. No, um, me neither. But I think in that sense, it is people trying to, like, make a connection with somebody. Yeah via an app on your phone. Yeah, so it's not necessarily... I don't think it's necessary. I think OkCupid might be more of a hookup. Really? Or is it the opposite? Oh, I think the opposite. I don't know. I never used it. I use OkCupid. Yeah. Though it's kind of... I don't know. I found a couple of people on there, but for the most part, it's just like you're weeding through yeah. the riffraff. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I guess with Tinder, like some people are very open and like on their profile, it'll like be like, uh, yes hookups yeah. or like no hookups please oh is that like I'd a say, thing you can press well you just yes write it no. into your you profile yeah. um, and I'd say a good a good majority of the men are are not looking for hookups interesting on that, on that app. or or is it that they feel like you're saying oh they feel like they have to they feel like they can't write that yes. for whatever reason because yes. no girl will go out with him right. if he's only looking for sex right. meanwhile it's like lots of girls will go out with you because yeah. lots of girls are only going looking for sex yeah. as well yeah yeah. but I think they probably feel like yeah. less girls will approach them if they write that mm-hmm. I think 
Yeah. And just like you're thinking, you won't write that no, because I won't write that. too many guys will approach It'll you. It'll be a dangerous. It'll be you'll get in pics, thing. dick pics left and right. Can yeah. you send it pics on Tinder? Uh, or do you have to exchange numbers? I think you have to exchange numbers. Yeah. I've never got a dick pic before. Ugh, fuck. I get dick pics on the bedpost Facebook page. Facebook of all places, which like is like posted right on the page. Uh, yes, that's happened before, wow. but private messaged like. Oh. Yeah, and on my Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Um, people say, like, they have to ask to send a message. Oh, okay. Like, you can't just see the message right away. Right. They're just like, this person wants to send you a message. Accept or decline. I'm sure all of those are dick pics. I always just press decline. Good call. Unless, you can see the first, the text of the first message. Oh, okay. So unless it's something, it's something or like, it's hey, I'm interested in doing your show. Right. I'm a drag performer, whatever else. Like, if it's something like, hey there, can I ask you something? I'm like, decline. Or if it's like, just a, a, a picture attached. Or they ask me, yeah, or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they're like, anything I mention about Oasis. I always get private messages that's like, hey, so tell me, more, you know, something about Oasis. Mm. Like, and it's just to, I don't know, they want to go to Oasis and fuck. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, which, you know, okay. But, <laughs> but I always decline that one. Yeah. You know, people that contact me through bedpost, I'm always like, mm, that's not what this is. Like, yeah. you know. You can, you can hope to find me on OkCupid if, if that's, you know, yeah. that's my, per that's not my personal, like, dating app mm -hmm. my bedpost profile on facebook yeah uh <laughs> but i find um because with you for some of your boyfriends i'm like i'm usually like oh where did you meet him and you're usually like tinder yeah you meet so A you'll, of, yep so you'll go with the intent of hooking up and then start dating the person mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah mm. yeah i'm thinking about in the last year mm-hmm I have had four boyfriends, mm -hmm. like four people that I have called uh, my boyfriend. Monogamously dated yes, for an amount of time. Dated. And, and then I've had a bunch of little Tinder things in between. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I always went on Tinder with the in intention of uh, just like meeting people and hooking up. Mm -hmm. And then it's usually turned into like we've gone on a date and it's it's great and we get a connection right away and and then we go on more dates and then and then suddenly and then you're suddenly dating. dating yeah yeah it just happens rolls yeah. out yeah. that way yeah seems to be the case <laughs> do you have you have times though you said in between where that doesn't happen mm-hmm where I'm just going on a spree. Yeah. A spree. A shopping spree. <laughs> a shopping spree. <laughs> and, shopping. <laughs> and what's the difference there? Do you make a, do you not make the connection with that person? Um, I think I really go into it, um, knowing that I don't want to have a relationship with that person. Yeah. So you've got to be in that mindset yeah. of. But then the ones that, uh, I have ended up dating, um, it usually is I, something about like our conversations that we have have before we've met have been really good, and I've been like, hmm, there's something more might, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll I'll put more of an effort in. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds bad because then it sounds like I'm putting in no effort with the other people. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of effort. Yeah, a different kind of effort. Yeah, it is a risk. I think dating me. 
Yeah. In that sense. How do you mean? You, especially like on Tinder. Yeah. Uh, that you don't know if you're gonna get the the version of me that just wants to hook up or the version of me that may want something more. That is open and, to something more. And I feel like I am changing all the time. Yeah. Um, I just don't ever know what it is. What? I don't think I, I know what it is that I want, but I also feel like I'm in an industry now. Well, I mean, I've been in this acting industry for mm-hmm. however, like 10 years. Yep. Um, that I don't know if I will ever, or at least in the next chunk of time, be ready to like settle down with somebody. Like I don't see myself for a getting long married in the, in the next however many years just because like my life is always changing and uh they have to be able to kind of accept that and um and I also just like hooking up yeah um but it it is unfortunate for anyone who actually like wants to seriously date me because then I might just end up crushing them right yeah you're a heartbreaker a little bit a little bit yeah because yeah. you're cute you're lovely oh thanks and sexy and talented and all the things yeah it's hard. Like sometimes you can see it coming, and sometimes you really can't. Like the breakup I just had on the weekend, um, I feel kind of came out of nowhere and probably really surprised him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because we had a great connection, we had a lot in common, things were going very well, and then it's like, if I change my mind, if if I've decided this isn't something that I want, once I've made that decision, it's, you can't go back. Yes, yeah. Like in your brain, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, once you've decided this, in I, your mind, yeah. you can't it. be convinced otherwise. No. Yeah, and I, it's I, like, I don't want to fake something, and I don't want to lead somebody on if I'm like, it's not it's not there. Yeah. And I've, I've told myself it's not there, then it's not there. Yeah. And I have to put an end to it. And you got to end right it. Right away. Like, uh, like it's better for the both of us if I'm just like, this is it. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't want to yeah. force anything. And, uh, and you don't want to waste like, like before yeah. we don't want to waste each other's time. No. If you've already decided. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened a lot in most of my relationships. I've stayed, I've stayed in relationships way too long, Yeah, like way too long after I've decided in my brain that yeah. it's over. I've stayed in them when I should have done what you're, yeah. you're saying you usually, yep. you try to make a habit of doing. Like, when you've yep. made that decision to end it, like, just, yeah. I've, after I make that decision, I characteristically have stayed longer. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, once it's there, like, one my one boyfriend, I literally woke him up to break up with him. Because <laughs> oh, I was no. like, I can't, I was just like, spinning in my brain and yeah, I was like yeah. I have to do this now because it's so on my mind I can't I can't not I can't do focus. this I can't not not do yeah. this <laughs> poor guy like the fucking poor guy. shit I do to these poor guys heartbreaker uh, yeah but like I'm so honest with everybody going into things and well that's all that's then yeah that's all you can do it just as long as you're doing that yeah. then there's full disclosure about yeah. Right from the get-go, I'm, I'm then like, great. if I'm not feeling it, I will let you know. I will not continue yeah. this beyond what it, That's what it isn't. Yeah. What it isn't. <laughs> what, it is, what it isn't. That's great to have that communication, especially yeah. in, like, short-term relationships. Yeah. Because it's hard to have that talk, like, right yeah. away. 
by the way, I know this is our first date, but uh, <laughs> I might decide that this isn't working. Yeah. It might be today. It might be a month. <laughs> Um, but you will know. <laughs> yeah, but I'll let you, I'll know let you know when it happens. Yeah, yeah. My last boyfriend, I, I was like, uh, we would do these check-ins. I think it was more for me than for him. Yeah. But uh, just to make sure that we were on the same page, and we were. I was checking in. We were both good, good. Yeah. And then, then yeah, suddenly once, we weren't. Suddenly, I was like not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then I told him. And then you told him. And then that was it. Yeah, and and I didn't have to feel like I I didn't feel like I had to explain myself because he, you had already. It sounded yeah. like you had already explained, yeah. and I didn't have to really elaborate on it much. It's like no, it's not there anymore. Yeah, and it's like you can't. Pretend. What do you say to that? Exactly. It's yeah. Like, oh, can is there anything I can do to make it better? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, my decision has been made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, bre- breakups are hard no matter who's doing up the bre- who's doing the breaking. Oh, I hate it. I yes. I feel so uncomfortable. Yes. Like going into it and I'm like what is he going to think of me? And I, that's another thing. It's like you don't want to make enemies and you don't want people to hate you because like relationships are all about like you want them to like you you want them to be attracted to you um as much as you want to like them and be attracted to them yeah i would argue that it's almost easier to be broken up with because then you have the onus is not on you that like the fault of whose fault Mm -hmm. it was that that we broke up you're the victim and you get to like play that card you know yeah it's sad and you know it does something you know to your self-esteem and right. stuff like that. But like, it, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Why did she want to break up with me? And yeah. it's like, you probably did nothing. Yeah. It was, it's one of those, it it's not you, it's me. Yeah. yeah. Which is basically the case in, like, all of these yeah. scenarios is that I, like, you didn't do anything wrong. You've been a perfect gentleman. Yep. We had a great connection. Uh, but suddenly... Suddenly, I just, it wasn't there anymore. Yeah. I looked at you one day and, and I... was I, like, nope. And I was like, nope. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly uh my mind can shift yeah and it's like sometimes it's like right in the height of like our our chemistry yeah and Um, just suddenly and then suddenly i'm like wow it's just and it's gone it's gone yeah i mean as long as you're communicating that you're communicating your feelings and like that was a smart thing i think to do the check-ins yeah yeah especially if you've communicated that hey you know my mind can switch and yeah i gotta go with my gut and yeah you know i'm not gonna stick it out longer than i feel i want to yeah as long as you're consistently communicating that then you know there's not much more you can do for them exactly if you're doing all those things yeah so i mean I love you. I feel like such a like puppy dog sad face. <laughs> I just feel bad. I always feel so bad. Yeah, that's that's what's hard about doing the breaking up. Yeah, that that's harder. You just I like think that's let, harder. You've let someone down. Yeah, or that you're a bad person for doing yeah. it, or that you you're a dick. You know yeah. that you've 
I do feel a bit like a dick when I do it, but like yeah, and that's what's hard about. I'm trying to do the us right both thing, a favor, mm. and yeah, do the right thing. And I've been honest from the get go. Yeah, and do the the honest thing. Yeah, do the authentic thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then yeah, you you will still feel like an asshole for doing it. Yeah, no matter what, because you're like I'm hurting someone's feelings. Yeah, like there's no good way to break up with anybody. Yeah, is there? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Unless it's, like, a mutual thing where you, like, look at each other. And you're both, and like, you're both yep. like, it's not there anymore. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. Have a good life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be the, that's the best case scenario yeah, it's when it's mutual. mutual. But yeah. how often is it going to be mutual? Yeah. Not that often. Yeah. Or if you're expiry dating, like I, well, I did last, <laughs> well, last uh, last year for six months and then he left and we knew it was coming to an end but it was a very mutual breakup because it was a mutual end to that part of our lives yeah together. you both understood that it was these that six months and then he's leaving yeah so in that way but it's still hard oh, it's so still hard. so hard <laughs> yeah 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 i'm probably still broken up over that yeah you are still broken up over i don't know yeah. i find moments where i'm like that was really really good for me last year um and that was really hard when it was over even though like there's no way to prepare for something like that like uh like an impending tell yourself yeah you're like so you're gonna be heartbroken even though In like about I knew, two and a half weeks uh, i knew because it was like around christmas time uh, oh man like talking to my parents ahead of time i was like so we have this big family thing that I have to go to the day after I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. Like, this is like a planned, this is the day we're going to do it. It's like a C-section. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was like, and, uh, and then I'm going to come to this family thing. I'm probably going to be a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, But at least they knew and um, they could prepare for that. Try to prepare. Yeah. Or or just be supportive. Be supportive. They just know what. Naturally, I went to that family function so hungover. (laughs) Naturally. And, like, that was the one time where my mom was like, are you hungover? And I was like, yes, mom, I'm very hungover. And she just, like... Let it go. Let it go, because she knew. Good for her. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good mom. don't judge me, mother. (laughs) I don't think she would have, but she knows I like to drink. Um, so it's good that uh, I took a hiatus from drinking yes. for a month, which yeah. was really good. Um, uh, I feel like that that was probably my healthiest time of the year. Nice. Because I was also going to the gym a lot. Nice. I was just creating this whole other healthy healthy lifestyle wellness, for myself. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I've since returned to drinking, but not in excess Great. Except for the other name. But <laughs> it wasn't so bad. <laughs> some of your some of your birthday uh, parties. Oh yes. <laughs> Every birthday party just ends the same. It's uh, your birthday. Everybody's birthday. Oh, Everybody yeah. does that on their birthdays. Yeah. Oh my god, you gotta give yourself a bit yeah, of room. My birthday at Imperial Pub. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the place where I'm gonna go. <laughs> I was like, it'll be funny if if any of them were like any of the servers or bartenders were there on my birthday and they're like, Oh, she's having a kissing booth? This is nothing new for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny how you get kissy. It's really funny. I think on New Year's Eve, you kissed my friend who 
you it was a stranger to you, I think six times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is so funny. Yeah. Oh. I love kissing. Kissing's great. It is great. <laughs> and, like, the fact that, like... It was predominantly our co like coworkers. Oh yeah, it was all people we knew mostly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> except and, that and one friend of mine. Nobody was like, "Don't do that." Uh, Everybody's into it. Everybody, like everybody <laughs> wants to be kissed on New Year's. Yeah, right? especially New Year's. And everybody wants to be kissed on my birthday. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I think those two dates I of think the year. Because New Year's, <laughs> because I kissed everybody I worked with that night. Um, <laughs> that on my birthday. People were just like, oh, this is how Karen gets. And, oh, we're like, all kissing tonight. Oh, we're all kissing. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's yep. kissing Karen yep. this evening. <laughs> this is just a reoccurring thing. And that's also why I had to give up drinking for a while, because I was like, oh, no, I've created this <laughs> this monster. <laughs> this kissy monster. This kissy, kissy monster. <laughs> oh, Karen. We're at time, Karen. <laughs> okay. Talking about, about kissy monster. <laughs> Tell everyone, you Cookie Monster, the Kissy Monster, you're the Kissy Monster. I want to create a cartoon of Kissy Monster. Okay. Um, you have you have Termlet coming up, but you also have another show coming up. Tell us all about the things uh, where they so, can find it. So uh, June 1st to June 10th is the Inspirado Festival at the Alumni Theater in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I am part of the Blue Show category, which is six 10-minute plays. Um, and the play I'm in is called Number 27, and it basically follows this uh, widow trying to complete a bucket list that she had made with her husband before he died. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of meets this guy at the Louvre upon seeing the Mona Lisa, and they start talking, and it just kind of takes a nice romantic and sweet turn. Very sweet. Um, yeah, it's a really cute, really cute show, and uh, I've really liked working with... Uh, the actor and the director on this one. Amazing. Good. And then the fundraiser and for... And the fundraiser for Turtleneck is the next day, June 2nd. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Friday night, and it is at the Imperial Pub. <laughs> of course it is. Cabaret Backspace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great. Doors at 8, and uh, show at 8.30. Great. And then Turtleneck goes up in Kingston uh, for the Storefront Fringe Festival, June 23rd to July 1st. Amazing. Is yeah. there anywhere people can follow you personally that you want them to follow you? My website, but be careful because sometimes if you Google KarenScoby.com, <laughs> it'll take you to a porn website. Porn so comes make up. sure to put in the URL http slash slash www.karenscoby.com. Love it. And it'll take you to my actual website. <laughs> Not Unless you want to go to porn, by all means. Type in Karen Scoby and you get what you get. Coincidence, <laughs> yeah, you came to me once at basketball. You're like, why is it? <laughs> <laughs> when I type my own name into Google, <laughs> the first thing that comes up is some porn. That's because, Karen, when you type anything into Google, the f in okay. most of the things that come up is porn. Okay, it's not, not a personal one. thing. You're not the only one. <laughs> Everybody, this is Karen Scobie. Thanks Thank so much, Karen. Thank you, Aaron. And I'm Aaron Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, check back often, everybody, because we release a new podcast episode every single Friday. If you want to see the Bedpost stage show live, we're on the third Friday of every month at the Social Capital Theater at 8. Our next show is June the 16th, and it's going to be really, really great. If you want to know about everything Bedpost, go to our Facebook page at Bedpost Erotica, our Instagram page at the Bedpost Sex Show, or we have a new website, 
bedpost.ca. Lastly, uh, our lovely, lovely podcast has a lovely, lovely musician who has written some totally original tunes for us. You're going to hear them every podcast. And her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can visit her on her Facebook page or at stephcopelandmusic.com. 